sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. They're kooky and they're spooky. It's time to cross to the other side. Welcome to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. And welcome everyone to Spooky Sundays. We are back in the studio. My name is Anne Rekovich and sitting over there is... Renata Daniel. How are you all this Sunday? And thank you um, once again for all those lovely comments we've had during the week. People seem to enjoy what we actually presented in our first show. It was a bit of a shock, wasn't it? Oh, who would have thunk? Oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, terror levels are rising tonight because now we are in front of the board and we are pressing the buttons. And anyone who watches our Facebook shows will know... Anything could happen. Oh, gosh. Now, do, <laughs> we, we're going to start off with our uh, our paranormal news because we've just done the news. So mm-hmm. now we head into the paranormal news. Mm-hmm. And I do believe there is a remake of something coming up, Renata. Is that correct? Oh, no. Very exciting. Very exciting, ladies and gentlemen. It's back. And Universal is spending $400 million plus what? on bringing this scary pl- classic back. $400 million? $400 million. It better be a good one and they yeah. better not well, stuff it up. They could, they could just give me a million. <laughs> just, you know? They won't notice that. <laughs> Look, it's The Exorcist. It's coming back and it's coming back with one of the original stars, Ellen Burstyn, and uh, apparently she was scarred from the first one. And now, yet, who was Ellen? She's, she was the mother. Oh, she actually hurt herself in one of the falls. Yeah. Yes. And she's coming back. So I'll, I'll read you the, the blurb here. Uh, well, this is a head. This is head spinning news. Fancy oh, no. that. <laughs> Universal Pictures and streaming service Peacock are bringing back horror classic The Exorcist with a new trilogy of movies, and Ellen Burstyn will reprise her role as Chris McNeil, mum of a possessed child. She must be great grandma by now. Yeah, yeah. So it's unclear whether in, unclear whether Linda Blair, who played the poor kid, will also appear in the films. Uh, to all my fans, she said, asking about my involvement in the new Exorcist reboot, as of now, there has been uh, there has not been any discussions about me participating or reprising my role, uh, which in movie speak is I haven't been given enough money. <laughs> okay. So according to NBC Universal, who owns Peacock, the first film will be directed by David Gordon Green, who also was a director of the three recent Universal installments of Halloween, and the first of which premiered in 2018. So Bloomhouse Productions will also be involved as producers and the film executive. Cooper Samuelson is among the executive producers, yes. And the mega deal comes at a price tag of over $400 million. So that's a bargain in Hollywood. Mm, now, if anybody uh, out there doesn't know uh, the story about The Exorcist, Oh, I don't know how that would have happened. It's it was, all to do with Ouija boards. Mm, it was released in <laughs> 1973 and centres around 12-year-old Reagan McNeil, who's possessed by a mysterious entity that causes her to contort her body and speak in creepy, demonic voices. But they say it's based on a real story, but the real story is actually about a boy. That's correct. And uh, has very little to do about Ouija boards and a lot more to do about mental health. But if yeah. you'd like to learn more about that, look up True Hauntings podcast. 
podcast with Anne and Renata mm-hmm. and listen to the episode on The Exorcist. That is right. So I've got to plug plug other things while we're here. Mm-hmm. Now, I've got a bit of news for you. Okay. Oh, this poor woman's had to call the priest in. Oh, well... <laughs> Okay, go ahead. Go All right, ahead. so this is uh, a um, <coughs> article that appeared in the express.co.uk uh, only this week. A priest is called to bless Glasgow House after sightings of a black ghostly figure on their CCTV. Mm. Now, for those who'd like to play along with this game, I have put it up on the Newcastle Live Radio Facebook page, so you can have a look at that uh, footage and tell me what you think of it. Now, I don't think you've seen it, Renata. I have. Uh, You have? I have. Yeah, and I think you've probably come to the same conclusion I have, but let's just read through the story first. Right. Right. A mother has called for a local priest to give a blessing after seeing a black ghostly figure on her home base CCTV. Glaswegian mother Maxine McHughes, no, Maxine Hughes, spotted the dark figure twice on the CCTV footage of her garden. Now, I'd just like to point out garden there. Mm-hmm. She was so afraid of the figure that she called on the support of a local priest. Miss Hughes's sister then shared the CCTV footage on Facebook. Visible on the CCTV imagery can be seen a black figure standing still. Is that what you saw, Renata? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the mysterious figure then begins to move across the screen right to left. Of course, that means it's going to the left-hand side, doesn't That's the dark path. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can see the face from here. Mm-hmm. Right. The black figure then vanishes out of shot near Mrs. Hughes' uh, Hughes's caravan, which is parked in front of the drive. After a few moments, the black figure comes into sight again. This time, it stays for a short period only to disappear again. Later, the figure appears back in a view in a different position on the screen. Speaking to the Daily Record, Miss Hughes said, my partner was up during the night and saw it on the camera. But you've got to do that with a Scottish accent. Okay. Yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> it, it's all happened over the last week and a half. It's so weird. So... I had a look at it, and it's this little black smudgy thing appears to one side, and then it on the other side it sort of dribbles across the screen, a little black smudgy thing, and disappears. And I know exactly what it is. What is it, Renata? Well, it's some sort of a bug or something, it's, isn't it? It's yeah. a cobweb. <laughs> <laughs> it's either a spider building a web across yeah. the camera or a bug or a bit of something. They're in the garden. It yeah. is her garden camera. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that is what it would be. Mm-hmm. It is not a mm-hmm. ghost. Yeah, good luck with that, priest. <laughs> oh, dear. Mm. Now, you had your own little paranormal experience this week, didn't you? I did. With an SD card. An SD card, of all things. <laughs> not, a, not an SD disease. Um, <laughs> it, I, we lost track the, the tracks of one of our True Haunting podcasts, and it was part two of the Guy Ghost story. Mm-hmm. And I searched high and low. When they said, uh, and only one of the tracks has turned up, where's Renata's track? Of course, it's hers that went missing. Uh, so I got out my SD cards and started... 
started going through them. I couldn't find it anywhere. And like I, I keep them in a little ceramic dish and also in a little orange zip-up case. So I did the ceramic dish first, went through them all two or three times. Definitely wasn't there. There was one card that was corrupted. I'm like, oh, no. Then I got into the desk and I um, got the cards out and I went through the cards one by one out of the little orange container. Yeah. Nothing. It wasn't there. So I then got around on my hands and knees all around the floor looking for these SD cards. I found one underneath a book. So I thought, oh, yeah, this is it. I put it in and it wasn't. So I'm like, oh, God, we're going to have to re-record. And, you know, we did that a month ago. So I had to go back in and re-research it because I'm only good with one amount of information at a time. I can't remember two cases at one time. Uh, And... Uh, I did all the study. I actually found some extra stories and then Renata came over because it takes us about two hours to record it. And as I'm setting up with the, the microphones, I looked down at the little ceramic dish and there was an SD card and I went, where did that come from? That's weird because I remember picking up that dish and sort of feeling the pattern in the bottom of it going, should I go and take this out to get washed or will I just leave it in here to collect things? And I put it back down. There was nothing in it, right? I rang up my husband and said, did you leave an SD card in this ceramic dish? He went, no, I haven't been in your room. I thought, all right, well, I'll, I'll try the card. I put the card in. It was the missing SD card. Yep, it was. And what we call that in the paranormal field is JOT, J-O-T-T, just one of those things. Mm -hmm. There is no explanation for it. I know it wasn't there before. And we've been doing fa- uh, stories on fairies, so I'd say that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Now, yep. you had something weird happen too. Yeah. Oh, my, we've been cleaning out closets this weekend, and um, I had some clothes that I had to dispose of, and you can't take them into the vinnies at the moment. They won't take them, but there are some bins around that um, are still collecting clothes and things. So uh, I went out last night, and I was going to drop off this bag of clothing, and of course there is stuff everywhere around these bins guys if the bins are full don't put all your junk around them anyway I've left my bag there and I've looked down and I've gone oh there's uh, some prints in a broken frame in broken frames the glass is all broken and everything and I look down and I go oh hold on that one looks familiar and I've looked at it and it's a print of a painting that I did a couple of years ago. So this is your painting? My painting. And it's, and it's a print. It's a print. It's a print of it. Did you give permission anyone to print your paintings? No. No. That's and, and it's sitting there in front of <laughs> That's a illegal. bin. <laughs> now, what's, what's, like, how does that happen even? So somebody's so, taken your artwork and yeah. reproduced it and yeah. put it into a frame yeah. and then they've thrown it into the, <laughs> into the Vinnie's bin. Oh, that's a bit awkward. I know, it's awkward. But, but, but oh. like, I've looked at it and you know how you look at things and you go, no, my eyes are deceiving me. It's not. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, okay. So I've actually put it up um, in uh, my – I've put it in the car going, oh, I'll have a look at that later because I've just – I'm not believing this, so yeah. Well, that's weird stuff. No, I think you need to do an internet search now and see if you can find who is selling your prints <laughs> for starters, and then uh, maybe get some uh, back pay on that. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. And we're back. 
back with some spooky stories, Renata. This is where we now head into Australian ghost stories. Now, what are you talking about this week, lovely? Well, this week we're going to Sydney. And this story oh, actually... Don't go comes, to Sydney. No, we don't go to Sydney. No, don't. Look, look in our mind, we're going to Sydney, right? We're going to Sydney and we're going we're going down a secret tunnel. Oh, <laughs> you know? It's not the back passage, oh, is it? Well, you know how we like secret tunnels, don't you? Well, I tried to get you into a secret tunnel in England and you would never bar of it. No, no. There's a re- <laughs> reason for that. Okay. Um, so this book, uh, this story comes from Haunted and Mysterious Australia by Tim the Yowie Man. And it is all about the hero of Waterloo. Oh, that's a pub. Yeah, in the rocks. So the hero of Waterloo in the rocks was built by convict labour in 1843 and is one of Sydney's oldest pubs. Its stone walls were hand-cut by convicts and still bear the markings attributable to the convict who cut that stone. So did they mark it so it's almost like a signature? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And sometimes it's not like an actual signature signature, but it could be different grooves or the ways that um, they've marked the back of the stone. Because mm, you've actually got some convict bricks, if I remember oh, correctly. Oh, God. I thought you were going to say I've actually made some. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the old no, crack. No, no, no you okay. dogged yourself not in yet. there. <laughs> so given the history of the pub, it's not surprising that it is also home for a few ghosts. So Ivan Nelson who was the current licensee at the time of this book, is convinced that his pub is haunted. I swear by it, he says. Just last year I saw an image of a man walking down the corridor in my private upstairs quarters. We regularly hear doors rattling violently and every morning a chair mysteriously appears in front of the fire as a spooked publican. There's also the case of a female staff member who looked at herself in the mirror and went hysterical, ah, <laughs> shrieking, that's not me. <laughs> She'd forgotten to take her makeup off the night before yeah. or something, slipped in it. <clears throat> it's not just the staff who see the fleeting figure of a female wandering through the hotel. A monk visited from Thailand, this is weird, a monk, a monk visited from Thailand alleged the spirit is friendly and just wants to be recognised. He claims it is a ghost is, it is the ghost of Anne Kirkham, pushed to her death in 1849, aged 33, by her husband, the publican at the time. Oh, the rotter. The cellar and a secret tunnel leading to the wharves at nearby Walsh Bay is where many of the hero's ghosts abide. The tunnel is probably used was probably used to smuggle liquor from the wharves, but according to local legend, it also had a more sinister use. Oh, please tell me. Proprietors enticed young men Hang with on. a promise of... Hold, let me finish the sentence. <laughs> with a promise of free alcohol. Once drunk, the unsuspecting guzzlers were unceremoniously dragged through the tunnel to the nearby wharf, waking up as kidnapped crew on a shorthanded ship bound for the other side of the world. So is that where they say they shanghai them? They shanghai them. Mm. The publican pocketed a nice little backhander from the shipping companies. This happened in Newcastle as well for many, many years. Really? Yes. Back in your time. Oh, here yeah, we, I had here to go there. Go. Here we go. So I made body laugh. I'm happy now. Here we go. <laughs> There's some uh, really interesting stories about Shanghai's here in Newcastle. 
especially a gentleman called Black Harris. We might talk about him one week. Very interesting chappy. So the cellar is no friendly place. Hanging on the walls are chains and shackles. Redcoats locked up their convicts while they enjoyed a drink upstairs. And a declaration of the Black Death Plague from 1911. What a joyous place. A declaration from 1911. 19... Oh, okay. I'm thinking 1119. I got my numbers back to front. I just had a moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sensitive, sensitive visitors to the cellar sense a bad, unknown force around the old wash basin and feel... <laughs> <laughs> what is it with wash basins? Did we have a, a haunted wash basin somewhere else? <laughs> Why around the Basin, anyway. That's because people uh, use it as a toilet during the night if there's not one in their room because they're lazy. Oh, and feel uneasy when they hold the wrist shackles. Yeah, they would. Sydney's well-known witch of the 1950s, Rosalind Norton, conducted secret meetings with her coven in this morbid cellar. Oh, nice. Oh, I want to go now. Oh, can we visit? <laughs> yeah, we can. That sounds like our sort of place. Oh, no, we can't at the moment. No, 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 no we don't want Rona. The hero isn't the only haunted building in the rocks. Fifth generation local Brian Harrison was so tired of people asking about ghosts in the area that in 2003 he started his own walking tour that explores tales and sites of murders, hangings and hauntings. His historic Cadman's Cottage was the site of a gruesome axe murder in 1844. Body pieces were stuffed into suitcases and dumped in the harbour. Late night walkers report seeing the ghostly image of a dismembered body desperately trying to haul itself out of the water. Okay, so are they seeing bits of a body or <laughs> I don't know. bits and pieces as a sliding around sort of trying to put themselves back together? I think mm. I've seen a movie like that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. There's even a ghost at Sydney's most famous landmark, George, while working on the construction of the Harbour Bridge, fell into the South Pylon and was buried alive in the setting concrete. What? My granddad painted that bridge. Did he? All by himself. No, there was a team of painters. So mm. he, he put the first coat of paint on that bridge. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. His tortured soul has been, not not, your no, not my granddad. His tortured soul has been encountered by many who see his wretched apparition floating above nearby Observatory Hill. There's no doubt that the rocks can be a tad unnerving on a cold, wintry night. It's a secret world of nooks and crannies and deserted laneways. Each, it seems, home to at least one pesky poltergeist. Oh, we were in the rocks um, this time last year. Yes. And we got to... Doing something secret. Doing something secret we still can't tell people about. No. <laughs> it's very sad. Yeah, but it is a very creepy place, isn't it, with all those little um, alleyways and things. Yes. They said that you could smell the rocks before you saw it. Oh. Okay. Out to sea. Mm. Oh. Or coming in, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty pretty disgusting and awful. Yeah, and um, there's a haunted hotel in the area. There's a couple, I think. There are. Um, uh, what's that one on the corner with the turret? The Russell. Oh, the Russell. Now, we have stayed there. Yes, we have. We have. Now, um, we stayed in that room, too, I yes, think it was. Yes, the haunted room. And it was really nice. It had a little bay window there. Mm -hmm. and That um, looked out onto um, a whole lot of offices and people staring into space, wishing that they weren't there. <laughs> <laughs> but it used to be the alleyway that the prostitutes used to walk up and down. Mm -hmm. And it used to be on the site of a demountable hospital. Oh, that's right. Yes. 
So what era was that? Was that the 1900s? It was a war hospital, wasn't it? Oh, she's putting a face. Yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah, it would have been would have been 1900s. Mm. So, yeah, lots of interesting things uh, happening at the old rocks. Uh, I re- Look, I really love wandering around there. And oh, we've been on the tours as well. We've done both of the ghost tours. Yes, that's right. We did the walking one that took us up to the um, the observatory and we mm-hmm. actually they took us into a building up there mm-hmm. and it was very cool. Yeah, it was, it was quite eerie and haunted. Hey, do you know what's coming up next? What? Paranormal Q&A. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata only on Newcastle Live Radio. Now, we're going to jump in a little earlier than we had expected here because apparently the uh, announcement for our Spooky Sundays call us was the wrong phone Hello. number. <laughs> Hello, is this Jeanette? It is. How, how are you going, Oh, we're, we're good. How are you? I'm much better, thank you. That's excellent. Oh, thank you for calling in. That's okay, not a problem. Now, tell me, what is your question? Okay, my question actually comes from my husband. Um, which buildings, which type of buildings hold the most residual um, energy? Is it like wooden buildings or is it brick buildings or stone buildings or does it not matter? I'm pointing at Renata. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look... We can get all technical here and uh, we can talk about some of the things that people mention when they write books or they do research and they talk about these things and they they tend to say that things that are stone will hold residual energy more or for longer so that the mm-hmm. repeat of the... Uh, thing that's going on, the haunt, comes back over a longer period of time. And that's, I guess, where that stone tape theory has come from, or that the, the, the wording of stone tape theory um, has been created. But look, it's a whole combination of a whole lot of things. So it could also be about where the place is located. So if it's located closer to water or near water, running water, like streams or, or rivers, there tends to be more activity. And limestone too, because remember the at Stanley Hotel mm-hmm. that had a lot of limestone underneath it and quartz and that was almost acting like a um, a battery to yep. uh, record the information. So it's almost like some places will be like a video recorder and record an event that was played that was um, done over and over and over. And yeah, mm. as I was saying, the stone buildings uh, tend to be the ones that supposedly record this information better mm-hmm. but I also think it might come down to the emotion that was behind uh, different events because if there was some sort of traumatic event in that that might leave an imprint as well and depending on how strong that event was would determine how well it recorded mm-hmm yeah. So, you know, you, you can have um, buildings that have just been built and they're your nice brick um, um, colour bond roof <laughs> place and uh, there will be a haunting that seems to happen in there because something has occurred um, and there could be something that's like, you know, 500 years old and 
nothing happens. Um, now, thank you, Janet, for that question. Have we answered that first? Before I yes. go some Excellent. Thank you, Janet. Nice to hear your voice, too. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not a problem. <laughs> Bye, Janet. <laughs> Spooky Sundays may have sent the spirits your way, but remember, consult a human professional before making that life-changing decision. <laughs> And we're back with our Q&A session, and we have a caller, and we have the beautiful Erin. Hi, Anne. Hi, Vanessa. Hello, gorgeous. Thank you for calling us again this week. What's your question for us this week? Vanessa, how do you turn off your um, seat sight? When you're not um, doing stuff, like how do you, how are you able to that stop the fears from coming to you? That's a yeah, very that's good a question. Really good question, Erin. We get asked this all the time. Actually, someone asked this same question uh, on Friday night when we were at Maitland Jail. Mm. So, how do you turn off your psychic abilities and mediumship when you're not using it? Oh, thanks, Anne. She just looked at me. Mm-hmm. Hey, okay. well, I'm not the one with the gift. You're the one with the gift. I'm the. I'm good with batteries. <laughs> um, you have to send. You have to set really strong boundaries, and it's it's kind of like turning a light on in your mind and going, okay, once this light is on, I am looking at making those connections. Some people like to meditate. Some people might like to um, get themselves into a zone, do a little bit of a ritual in some way. Um, Some people might like to draw a card, for example, and get themselves into sort of that psychic mood. The three clubs, draw a card. And get themselves... Not that sort of card. Okay. Uh, And make themselves open. But then at the end, you also have to close yourself down and you particularly take time to do that by enacting it. You actually tell yourself, I'm closing off now. I can't afford to be on all the time. It will just do my head in. And I know some people who are listening will say it's not that simple. They come to me all the time and I can't stop it. But you can assist yourself in making them step back or making your connection literally drop out by strong intention and working that muscle to close it off. You have to be in charge of opening the door and closing the door. That's really, really important. And I saw Lisa Williams, who was a a Hollywood sort of psychic from England, who uh, used to have a thing that she would put on her hat. Now, when her hat was on, that means that she was... Um, ready to speak to the spirit world mm-hmm, and they were mm-hmm. only allowed to talk to her when her hat was on. Mm-hmm. When the hat came off, that meant that um, she was back to her normal life, but she would tell the spirit world that she will make time to listen to them, but now is not the time. Yeah. So setting boundaries. Yeah, we are always in charge of our um, our world here and um, we need to set really strong boundaries or we will find that we are inundated with a whole lot of information from the spirit world and from this world that is really of not much use to us, so we need to close that down. So thank yeah. you, Erin, so much for that okay. question. I've got one more to ask you about your podcast. Yeah. yeah. Were you guys ever think on doing the... Black Dahlia or I don't know I think it's called Black Dahlia or Black Oh the Black Dahlia 
Yeah, I've been hearing a lot about it lately, but I don't understand. I can't get the bat or any. Yes, so I thought it might be something you I might do. So that was a famous murder of an actress in America, the Black Dahlia murders, um, and supposedly she is haunting. I think we can put that on our list. Oh, we can for sure. And Absolutely, if, as uh, a request from you, Erin. Yeah, yeah I love I love your podcast and. I love how we come with the history before the haunt team. Before um, never, I never got taught the history on Australia, so yeah. I like, finally didn't taught some history. Oh. You thought even knowing the haunting history, I think that's the best history out there. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Erin. And thank you for your question this evening, Erin. We'll see you during the week. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. And we're back on Newcastle Live Radio. And we've got one more question about to come through for the end of this little uh, session. And we've got Sasha. Hi, Sasha. How are you? Hi. Good. Thank you, Anne. Thank you so much for calling up to uh, ask us a question. The question I wanted to ask was when you're in a haunted location and you start to um, feel a weird tingling in your legs and start to, is that communication with spirit? Now, you could actually be feeling the energy of the location as well. Um, There's a few things you've got to think about. Have you been standing still in the one spot for a long time, which actually could mean that it's just a circulation problem? (laughs) (laughs) I always like to go to the mundane first. Mm -hmm. Um, But... For me, I'd be asking, why are they making you feel that particular sensation? So um, are they trying to let you feel something that they may have experienced, um, a problem they may have had, or are you responding to the energy or the vibe of the location? What do you think, Renata? Mm, It could be that, and it could be a whole lot of other really mundane things. And just to throw a spanner in the works, um, I used to do a bit of work in a large shop shopping centre here in Newcastle and when I stood on the concrete floor I could feel the vibrations going up and down my legs and that was because of all the electrical wiring in the concrete Oh wow! and you could actually feel this um, vibe and hum going up and down your legs. So it's almost like electromagnetic yeah, fields it, or um, it, was, it was horrible. The, the low frequency sounds. Yeah, it was horrible um, but in, in saying that it depends on the location you are in. I'm assuming that you're talking about spooky and old places and so you may be feeling uh, a little bit of energy that is running through you or uh, presenting itself from some form of spirit connection Um, so look it's always always important to note what's going on within your own body and the feelings and sensations that you're having a really good way of testing it is to walk out of that particular space and see whether the vibrations or the energy that you're feeling follows you or whether it changes and then go back in and stand exactly in the same spot where you felt it before. See if it happens again. So you can try out all of these things and um, test yourself and see what's going on. Uh, was, is it a private residence that that's happening in or a public location? No, public location. That's um, The building's not that particular old, but there's no wiring going under the floor and stuff. So um, I, it was only when I started to sort of see sort of like an apparition that it actually started happening and it was 
one leg and then once I moved to another bit of that building, it was gone. Yeah, mm. see, that's one of the signs that uh, uh, when you move from that location and it stops, mm. then that's that becomes of interest to me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it would be interesting to know um, if uh, it's not that old, but maybe there was somebody there who had problems with their legs and they're just giving you some sort of indication that it was them. It could be someone you know. Mm, absolutely. Oh, wow. Mm. That's awesome. Thank no, you. No worries. Thank you so much for calling Loving in. Loving your show. It's so good. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Thanks a lot. Bye. And thank you, Sasha, for calling in with that question. That was really interesting, wasn't it? It was. It was. And always um, makes me sort of interested uh, when people go on tours and they have these sorts of experiences for the first time that they're, uh, they're not really sure what's going on. Yeah, and the thing is that these experiences can come um, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. They can come a whole lot of different ways. So you can actually feel emotion and um, a sadness can come upon Mm. you. You can start to feel as though you're about to cry. Um, You can feel angry. We've had um, couples go into an argument in certain areas of different places and we've got to pull them apart or their friends pull them apart and go, what the hell? happened just then Uh, we have had people who feel different um, pains when they're in certain places phantom pains Um, yeah a whole lot of strange things happen Mm. yes and that's what we don't like to tell people about the haunted location we give them a little bit of history but not the details so we might say to them for example at Maitland Jail there's Five Wing which was the newest one and we'll say to them that you know, this is where the worst of the worst were kept. Uh, George Savas was found hung here, but we won't actually tell them which cell. And if then they start to feel a choking sensation at a particular cell, and it happens to be George Savas's cell, then that is really quite interesting, isn't it, Renata? Yes, <laughs> yes. But we had on our tour on Friday night <gasps> yes. a guest <laughs> who actually worked at Maitland Jail mm-hmm. and he worked there while Ivan Milat and George Savas were in prison. Yes. And he was the gentleman that found George Savas hanging in his cell. Mm. Oh my God, I was so excited. So can we have your phone number and we just want to talk to you (laughs) for hours. It's it's so rare to get first-hand information from people. Uh, And sometimes on that Maitland Jail ghost tour, which you can find on the Maitland Jail website, um, we have had ex-prisoners come in. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so we always ask the question, have you been to the jail before? Um, and I think people who have been to the jail for nefarious reasons <laughs> kind of maybe sometimes kind of slide their hand up. <laughs> yeah. it, well, maybe, normally there's like the maybe. young ones will put their hands up because they've been there with school and they've done yeah. a history tour or something like that. And then there might be um, a, a character sort of person that's a bit older who sort of goes, eh, do you mean like um, being a prisoner? Because I was. And we're going, oh. Right, thank you for sharing. Um, were you in for murder? <laughs> but generally they were in for things that were very minor yeah. in their youth when they yeah. were making they did silly things. Making bad decisions. That's right. That's right. But they're actually those gold moments where we can uh, really pick their brain and get some information on how uh, it really was at the jail. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think also those sorts of people um, can trigger activity. And we actually did have quite a bit of activity on Friday night. That was awesome. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. Now, ladies and gentlemen, wake, welcome back to Spooky Sunday. And guess who's on the desk? Moi. Oh, oh no, she's done well so far. The microphones are on. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> breathe, breathe. <laughs> anyway. It's all about me this half anyway. Yeah, so. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, you get, to, you get to do all the talking. We have our next segment, and this is going to be, I think, one of the most popular segments of our Spooky Sunday <laughs> night. Thank you, Anne. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, I know I'm bashing things right. up here. And so, this is Paranormal Trash and Treasure. Yes. Now, I've, I've got the picture up, and if you'd like to join me with the picture, you need to go to Newcastle Live Radio on Facebook. And on there, you will see our lovely, gorgeous little friend that we are going to be talking to this evening or talking about this evening, and it's Tori, Tori the Haunted Doll. Now, she's got beautiful blonde ringlets. She's got a stripy dress on with um, a lovely uh, sort of a bow thing around her waist, and she looks sweet. She's got little rosebud lips, and as one of our watchers um, pointed out, she's got killer eyebrows. Mm. Now, she is available at the moment on eBay. Um, so, once again, this, this section is where we look at treasures or trash that claim to be paranormal on places like eBay, Etsy and uh, Gumtree. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, let me tell you all about Tori the 17-year-old doll. She's 17? She's 17. She looks like she came out of Target last week. (laughs) Funny about that. All right. So, look, this is... Last week we had a bit of a dark one, but this one is sounding a little bit happier. Okay. So, she's a very positive spirit who is Mm -hmm. generally very shy, but really adores when you speak to her. Typically, she will gradually appear to let you know that she's there because she wants to hear you say, Hello to her and when you do oh how she just fills the room with such beautiful energy which um, if you smell sulfur then it's something completely different. Anyway, Tori is highly active with knocking and doing little things to show you that she's around like making her her head spin around 360 or something just nice like that. Um, She likes to do things that seem little but are obvious. For instance, I have a thing for closing drawers and cabinets after opening them. Oh, I don't. And Tori knows this about me, so when she wants me to acknowledge her, she will open one of these things and leave it open, just to annoy her. I'll ask her if she was the one to do it, and she smiles bashfully while nodding her head yes. Tori? Tori, the haunted doll, apparently opens up drawers, and um, when asked, did you open them, she'll go, yes, and nod her head. Oh. Oh, jeez, I would have liked a video on that. (laughs) She's a very mild young girl who has such a sweet and innocent character about her. She is excited to meet you. This sounds more like a dating website. (laughs) The 17-year-old Tori who can't wait to meet you. This is going really wrong. (laughs) Can I just... Am I reading the right thing? Yes, highly active spirit haunted doll. That's what it's called. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. 
Like, let me just keep going. This, oh, compose yourself. Oh, sounding Get like this is it. pedophiles now. <laughs> she's excited to meet you, but also a bit nervous because she's extremely shy. However, she will be so honoured if you choose her to be a new part of your family. Tori's vessel that you see here is in the photos. So Tori is the 17-year-old girl that is in the spirit of the doll, if I'm reading this correctly. Right. Oh, right. So the vessel is the doll. Right. And Tori, the 17-year-old girl, is in it. Right. Okay. This is is just wrong. Mm -hmm. I think our producers are going to yell at us after Mm -hmm. this one. I didn't quite read this through properly. And right, okay, so she's fifteen inches tall. Oh, and the doll, the doll, the doll, right. <laughs> and is the exact vessel you shall receive. She does not come with a stand. <laughs> There's that famous wheeze. <laughs> Most of you who are familiar with spirits understand why they don't come with a stand. No, I mean, understand that they just need a friend to be there for them and a place that they can truly call home. Won't you please consider opening your heart and your wallet and your home to one of these beautiful restless souls? Many of these precious spirits feel so lost it would really mean the world to them if you could be that one person who would welcome them to be a beautiful part of your life and allow them to share their past experiences and stories with you. If you're new to spirits or if you have any concerns or questions about the spirits and their vessels after you've read the description, you may send me a message with your questions or concerns and I will happily reply. Mm -hmm. Now, there is quite a little bit more information here. So, um... These just keep amazing me. Where to start? The descriptions that people put in these stories blow my mind. All right. If you'd like to know more about um, a spirit's past life or how they died, I will just say the best way to get to know a spirit is by getting to know them on a personal level. level. In a private setting... <laughs> <laughs> with the communication device of your choosing. So they're talking about using spirit boxes and things like that. Mm-hmm. Many spirits are very eager to meet and communicate with the living and tell us all <coughs> sorry, all of their past and their stories. So this person's really going into the paranormal and um, uh, you know, that's something I would do. I would sit down with something that was supposedly haunted and use a spirit box and try to communicate directly with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'd, we'd had some people on the, the Facebook page say that they felt nothing at all with the doll. And we had other people say that they felt that a spirit would come and inhabit habit the doll when they chose. So um, that was an interesting reply. Uh, several people have been, uh, sorry, several people have asked me what instruments I do use to communicate with spirits. In answer to that question, I recommend that you try a few different ones to see if that works for you. Uh, such as spirit box and pendulum work really well. Well, really well for them. Some have also said they've gotten good responses using dowsing rods or Ouija boards. So you'll just have to experiment with different instruments of your choosing to see what works best for you. Um, they, they do have some precautionary information there for you. They do warn that, you know, they have much experience collecting possessed and haunted dolls um, and selling them on eBay. (laughs) Uh, So you shouldn't go into this um, unawares. You should be uh, very precautionary. Um, I always state in each of the listings, if the particular spirit is positive, evil or negative, 
or demonic. Right. Mm -hmm. Just so that you as the buyer know what you're getting into regardless. Let Mm -hmm. me explain a little about these dolls or other spirit vessels before you consider bringing them into your home. I must warn you, due to the fact that they will not only affect you, but also any other adult in your home, please carefully, carefully acknowledge that some people cannot handle such things. Consider yourself warned. It's a thanks you might that there. They say, consider yourself warned. Um, regardless of known experiences, eBay has a policy saying, I must state, tangible doll or item, I cannot guarantee a paranormal experience and cannot be held responsible for any paranormal experiences you may have. Warning. Please consider with caution before purchase, not intended for people who are inexperienced with entities or with entities of this nature. I cannot express this enough. Proceed with your, uh, proceed at your own risk. You have been warned. Absolutely not intended for children. I felt like I was doing a, one of those disclaimer ads, you know, where they speak really fast and then you don't notice. <laughs> so, Renata... What are you thinking about this particular vessel? How much are they selling it for? Well, I forgot to I <laughs> forgot to look it up. I can look it up quickly on eBay now if you want me to, if you want to fill. <laughs> oh dear. Look, the doll looks brand new. I've I I have my doubts here. She just looks too good to be true. The the, the description of her is very thorough. Um, I, I am impressed with that. Um, I, I think know. the rest of it's made up, actually. Yeah. Did you get any vibes off the picture? No. Um, I can't find her. She seems she to have disappeared. Have, she might have sold overnight. Oh, she no. might have sold now. Look, all of the ones I've looked at have all been um, hundreds of dollars. None of them have been particularly cheap ones. I do have a link there, so I can look that up and let you know. I just can't click on it here to um, to do that for you. But, um, yeah, kudos to them for actually recommending using a spirit box or some other form of communication to directly communicate. But people, if you are going to buy these sorts of items, um, particularly on eBay, and you've never actually laid eyes on them or been near them to feel anything from them, you are more than likely getting ripped off. So just be careful uh, and check with your spirit guides before (laughs) buying things. And also, don't, don't buy these items without considering your financial state at the, at the time. Don't just go splashing out money because you want to buy something that's haunted to say, I've got a haunted doll. Always just be mindful of where you are financially in your life because it can become a bit of a, an addiction. Speaking from experience from me who can't stop buying equipment. <laughs> yeah, and look, there's a thing called provenance, uh, which is um, information about where the item has come from and its history. And so, um, yeah, yeah, ask for that. Ask for provenance when you are buying these haunted items. I've actually like your like the receipt from Target. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or I wherever. actually I've had a text message come through here saying I bought some haunted jewelry on eBay a long time ago. I was told a witch's covers had paid over the pieces, so it's all a crock. I'm kind of glad it is. Don't know what I was thinking. I'm oh, sorry, witch's coven. Um, the prayers were positive. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. 
All right, so now this is our segment where we do weird stories from around the world. And some of you might get a little traumatised by this one. I just want to warn you, if you're a fan of this particular person, it might distress you. But I just have to let you know that Liberace returned on the 10th of February, 1988, 89, sorry, in a UFO. No. Oh, my God, I missed it. I know, right? <laughs> but let, let me tell you the whole story because it, it, there's more than just that. It's, it's, oh, it's blown my mind. Okay, so this happened in the little tiny town of Fife, Alabama. Um, in the USA, where all the best stories come from. Mm -hmm. Now, the UFO that appeared in the sky was apparently a golden banana-shaped one. (laughs) Surprising. Uh, And an entity emerged from it that was just very familiar to the whole town. They knew who it was straight away. It was Liberace. Mm -hmm. He was 12 foot tall, descended on a moving, glittering staircase. Absolutely. And he got down to that bottom of the staircase. There was a floating piano and he immediately cracked out a medley of Hollywood showstoppers Mm -hmm. with glowing fingers on that floating piano. Mm -hmm. There were many witnesses, including a police officer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, some some of our listeners might not be old enough to remember (laughs) who Liberace is. Would you like to tell them who Liberace is? Or are you just going to wheeze into the microphone? He, he was a very, very good piano player. He was also so gay and never, ever wanted to admit that he was. Yeah. But it he was would the... always tell everyone how much he loved his mother. Yeah. Oh, I love my mother. He was very flamboyant and his yeah. costumes were very bright and covered in uh, glitter, glitter. And, mm-hmm. and diamantes. Louise from Lipstick Lunch would have loved them. Mm-hmm. Um, and look... Look, um, let me tell you a little bit more because um, apparently Liberace was actually an alien. Mm. Did you know that? Mm. Well, by the time he had all that work done on his face, he looked like an alien. <laughs> well, that's, that's part of the problem and I'll right. explain you to it. Okay. Anyway, according to Encyclopedia Demonica... <laughs> That's that's your Funk and Wagtails reference books. (laughs) I have to be very careful when I say that. I have to hold it together, Renata. Just shush. Right, I've got a serious face. We might have to go to a song if I can't pull this together. Right, Liberace, before he returned to his homeworld, which was his death on the 4th of February 1987, revealed to sources that he was, in fact, not of this earth. Mm-hmm. His home planet was Pompadour. <laughs> <laughs> and that he'd gone to war with the sun, with their sun. Right. Spelled S-U-N, like burning hot sun. All right, okay. He had to depart Earth to keep fighting the good fight in the galaxy. He was a noted battle lord of cosmic proportions, and he alone is accredited with sacking and total annihilation of 17 races of beings throughout the cosmos. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> he earned a reputation as being a sadistic, eg- enigmatic c- commander. Right, I've got all of that out. He was uh, known for saying, if you don't know tragedy, you cannot know fabulous. <laughs> 
as every, um, you know, annihilation commander would say. Absolutely. <laughs> as a child on Earth, he did struggle. He had to learn to use makeup very quickly to cover his alien grey skin. Mm-hmm. So that's why he had that to have all the procedures and everything done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Took him 15 years to even learn how to move as a human. Mm-hmm. Right, so he, he struggled with the human form. Um, and uh, he used to get made fun of at school by people. Um, and that sort of led him to be a little bit eccentric with his behaviour and try to get a bit of attention from people. And in some ways he gained friends and other ways he made enemies. But apparently on Pompadour... Yes. Right, musical notes were used to coordinate military strikes with their grand space armadas. Amazing. Many attacks were carried out under the guise of him playing piano at a Las Vegas show. (laughs) 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 All right, breathe. So every time he was playing piano, you thought that he was entertaining you with his beautiful music. In actual fact, he was uh, doing a military attack somewhere in the universe. Right. Mm. So let's go to the sighting of Fife, um, just so we get our, our bearings there. It started off with a local woman telling the police that she was seeing lights in the sky. Now, the police actually also saw some large lighted objects silently passing over them towards Lookout Mountain. But not only that, the neighbouring town of Crossville saw them as well. Mm-hmm. All right, so that that's good. Right, we've got some decent people there that are actually mm-hmm. witnessing this stuff. Within yep. a few days, they had hundreds of sightings um, of these objects. Now, not of Liberace, of these lights in the sky, mm-hmm. right, including the, the police chief and his assistant. For several weeks... Uh, metallic triangular boomerang shaped craft with green lights appeared over Fife like clockwork on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. Get your beer, go out the front and have a look for the the, uh, the the UFOs that would come down. So this actually caused thousands of sightseers to start flocking to the town to witness the events. The roads got clogged with vehicles and their RVs and trucks. Helicopters were flying overhead. So there was TV trucks everywhere. But... <clears throat> This isn't the only time that Liberace has been seen in a banana UFO <laughs> <laughs> and performed and looked fabulous. <laughs> oh dear. All right, breathe, breathe. I can do this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Pull it together. I can't do it. <laughs> right. The first was five. <laughs> where he, he wore a sparkling gold lame suit. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, I can be professional. <clears throat> he descended on a movable stick. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> As I said, performing a rendition of Sticking in the Rain. <laughs> Lara's theme from Dr. Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> On a floating piano. <clears throat> right. He had a lovely smile and flexed long bony fingers that glowed. 
Right, so then the next one, 4th <laughs> right. of April, was the Weekly World News reported that Liberace had actually been kidnapped by aliens and had returned briefly over cornfield in Mexico. Uh-huh. Witnessed by a local farmer and his wife. He arrived like a flash in the night um, in a banana yellow flying saucer. <laughs> the door opened and out he came in a glittering silver suit. <laughs> That would have been fabulous. Literally walking on air, he sat on an invisible seat <clears throat> and played on an invisible piano. Mm-hmm. All right. They described as the most beautiful music they'd ever heard. He smiled and his teeth sparkled like diamonds. The performance lasted 15 minutes and then he went back to the spacecraft, closed the door and ascended straight upwards and vanished. Neighbour came over and said, hey, I saw that too. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was a witness collaboration there. Mm-hmm. All right, I've got to get through this. 29th of July, night. 1989, Liberace was also seen in a field near Toulouse, France, according to Weekly World News. Again, they stated that he'd been abducted by aliens and he was returning to Earth in a gleaming UFO to an outdoor music festival. Nice. Yeah, where 2,000 plus people witnessed it. He descended from the craft to land on stage, walked over to the grand piano, sat down and began to play. According to witness, he was playing better than ever. Wow. <laughs> wow. Now, concert goers got very excited when they saw Liberace and tried to swarm the stage. But guess what? What? They were held frozen in place by an invisible force field. They couldn't move. He played for several minutes, then strolled back to the craft without a word and zoomed away. Now, there might have been a possible fourth sighting, but we can't be sure because on the 9th of October 1989, he was busy that year, there had been um, a fashionably dressed man in silvery overalls and bronze boots arrived in a banana-shaped space, spacecraft, also 12 feet tall, but not many people in Russia would have been able to identify Liberace, so we were not sure if it was Liberace. Right. So what do you think? Is Liberace an alien? Has he visited Earth playing his music ever since and annihilating races throughout the world? I don't know. But on March 14, 1989, the Fife Assistant Police Chief Fred Works was interviewed by the BBC. He very annoyedly said it wasn't Liberace at all. It was Elvis. Oh, <laughs> of course. Uh, now it's time for all of us to have a go grab a Bex and uh, we'll be back shortly. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. Welcome back to Spooky Sundays. This is our last half hour and this is when we get into some tarot card readings. So thank you to all of you who have sent in questions and we've got like a ton of them. Yeah, there's actually quite a few here. Absolutely. So we're going to rip through as many as we can. Uh, I actually have a little comment here from uh, one of our regulars who watches our uh, Facebook Lives, Portable Tree, who said, um, if you take a photo of your print and put it into Google, it should show you where it is. Oh, okay. So you'll be able to see if someone's selling it or something like that. Uh, she did ask a question for our uh, Q&A paranormal, but that's okay. We'll uh, get on to the uh, naughty, nice tarot cards. Now, we should just explain here that Renata is a very gifted and talented uh, psychic medium who reads the tarot cards with many decades of experiences, uh, of experiences, um, what do you call it? Um, 
Oh, I've forgotten what I was saying because I was reading the question at the same time. <laughs> experience. Many years of experience. That's what I was trying to say. Um, and I read the naughty cards, which I have remembered to bring in this week. Uh, and for those of you who listen to our regular segment on Louise's Lipstick Lunch, you will know that they're a little bit naughty mm-hmm. and they do use swear bombs, but I will substitute words because I've got our producer, Bonnie, here who will smack me if I mm-hmm. say a swear word. Yeah. Um, so I I also make it up as I go along. So our first question is... Who's it from? It's not saying who it's from. Oh, anonymous. I, it might be Erin, I think. Should I start looking for a second job? And can I have a naughty card too, please? Okay. All right. So I have shuffled the cards and I've drawn off the top. And the card that you receive, Erin, for that is the Five of Pentacles. And uh, I would say no. Don't start looking for a second job yet. Uh, this card kind of shows you... Getting into a spot where you'll just be going around and around in circles if you do. You'll get yourself stressed and anxious and um, it's not going to give you the type of finances that you're looking for at the moment. So hang off with that second job. And the naughty card starts off with a swear word on the very first word. So I'm going to substitute it for an Irish word and say, feck fear, do it anyway. But I'd say what it is, is you're feeling a little bit nervous about this sort of thing. Um, So maybe you need to ease yourself into it. Maybe you can find a volunteer's job to start off with and ease yourself in that way. And that might build up your confidence levels. Um, Okay. Our next question is from Christy. Will I move house at the end of the year? Okay, Christy, again, we're giving it a bit of a shuffle. I'll get my spirit guides to say stop. And you have the star card. So I would say yes, you are going to be moving before the end of this year. And it looks like wherever you move to is going to be pretty well nigh on almost perfect. So this is good. Well, um... The naughty cards seem to be at odds with you a little bit tonight because yeah, my well, shuffle properly, will yeah. you? <laughs> Excuse me. Um, my my naughty card actually says, "Pray, Mother Chucker, and let the help in." So maybe to find that perfect place, you've got to ask around and uh, see if there's somebody in the know that might be able to help you. Mm. But uh, you need a little bit of help with that one. All right, we are up up to oh a love life one. Oh, um, they're also saying they love Sunday nights with uh, listening to our show. Uh, this is for Daniela. Could you pull a card for her love life? Oh, love life. Love life. Oh, that's interesting. You have the Ten of Cups, Daniela. Ooh, rainbows. And yes, rainbows, unicorns, oh, everything. Um, but this shows um, a beautiful couple standing there looking at the rainbow with their arms outstretched going, look how lucky we are. Two children playing in the Yard, the beautiful oh. little cottage on the hill. She's having another child. So this is this is just showing <laughs> all of the wonderful things that people really love and think about when they they think of a happy family and and a happy ending. And uh, it seems like you've got it. Now, if anyone else would like a reading, we do have some more questions here, but we we've we've got. We can probably fit in a couple more. So the number to text your question to, so remember this is text 0490 84 That's 0490 84 Or as I would say, 04 
Zero. Yeah. Eight, eight, yeah. four, filling. eight, 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 six. And I've got my card for Daniela. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. Um, uh, your naughty card is saying, are you fucking kidding me? Of course the answer is yes. So there must be something mm. good coming or there's a special coming up on batteries. Mm. All right. Here we go. Next question. Uh, hi, Anne and Renata. I'm loving your show. Uh, my tarot question is, will I buy a house in this year? Thank you from Louise. Now, it's not Louise Louise. It's a different okay. Louise. Well, this is an interesting card. It's the Knight of Cups. And the Knight of Cups is there with all of his dreams and hopes and wishes in front of him that he's taking out into the world. But I'm just not sure whether now is the right time to do it. I, I'm just not sure. There's something that says to me, mm, don't be foolhardy at this point in time. Just hang off until you really get a sign that says it's worth doing this particular thing. You may be having all of these hopes and dreams and wishes and kind of hanging in on that. If you dream hard enough and hope hard enough, it's going to happen. And I understand how much it would mean to you when it does. Just make sure it's the right time. Right. Okay. Now, the card I've pulled for you, Louise, um, I've already pulled already, which is interesting. It says, feck fear, do it anyway. So maybe start looking around and, and seeing what's out there. I am really at odds with you today, Renata. That's nothing unusual. Nothing now, unusual. did you realise, everyone, that you, if you are listening from over the pond, out of Australia, you can text in your question as well. You just need to add a plus six one with a uh, and I think you dropped the zero for international. Is that correct? Yes, that would be um, your dial out code. So plus six one four nine zero eight four triple eight six because we have our first international call, our first international text, and that is from Ireland. So I'm listening from Ireland, and I really love. The the show. My question is, how do you know if you are actually com uh, communicating with spirit and not just imagining it? Are there certain things to let you know it's legitimate? Oh, look, that's really a difficult thing. Um, we can talk ourselves into anything and we can talk ourselves out of anything as well. Um, my suggestion to you is that it often comes from left of field, so you're not really considering it um, or that communication, you haven't really thought about it. It doesn't sound like your own voice um, when it's coming through to you. It like comes out of nowhere. Mm. And you also got to look for information that you wouldn't know and then you can go and verify and validate. So um, say to whoever it is that you think is communicating with us, um, all right, uh, what is uh, my friend's maiden name or something, something you don't know the answer to and uh, then you can go over and say, if they say it was... Um, Wakefield, then you can go and check to see if their last name was Wakefield. I don't know why I got that name, but that's an interesting name, isn't it? <laughs> um, mm. Yeah, anyway, thank you so much, uh, Danielle from Ireland, for sending in that thank message. Thank you, gorgeous. Now, we're going to take a little bit of a break, and we will be back for our last 15 minutes with a few more questions. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. 
Hi, everyone. We are back. And look, I just want to say, if you are enjoying this show, send Newcastle Live Radio a message and let them know how wonderful all of this shenanigans How wonderful is. we are. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we haven't blown up the border, Renata. We're doing well. I know. <laughs> I know. Now, we've got to crack out a couple more readings before we get to the news and finish up the show for this week. Mm. So we've got one here now. They don't say who they are, but they're saying, Hi, Anne and Renata. Great show. My tarot question is, will I ever reconcile with my sister? Mm. That's a tough one, isn't Always it? Always a tough have one. fights with your family members. Now, it really depends here on uh, a number of things, and I see a little bit of jealousy that's going on here um, between siblings, which doesn't help. And uh, I think that there could possibly be this issue of one of you just doing a little bit better than the other or the perception that one of you is doing a little bit better than the other. And as long as this sort of is in between the two of you as an issue, it's going to be really, really hard to reconcile. You can hand uh, you, or you can you know, give out the hand of friendship, but you know, it will just depend on whether it's taken or not. All right, and uh, the naughty card, I have to find substitute words yet again, but it's saying don't be a bottom hole, (laughs) be kind to yourself. So um, maybe this has all got your back up a little bit and it's stressed you out and it's making you a little bit snappy and short. So maybe if you just be kind to yourself and um, spoil yourself a little bit, make yourself feel good about yourself, you might be able to approach all of this with a fresh mind and less anxiety. Love naughty spirit. Now, before we go on to the next question, I just want to mention some of the ghost tours that we have coming up. And we are really lucky here in Newcastle in that we can still run these ghost tours. We have some friends in Sydney at the moment who are in complete lockdown and can't. We had a great weekend. We actually went to Maitland Jail and we went to uh, Miss Porter's house. Everyone had their masks on. Everyone, um, you know, followed the COVID rules. They stayed in their bubbles. Yeah, we've got Stroud coming up. We have Grosman House coming up. Yeah, on the 20th of August, we've actually got the Wallenby walking tour, the ghost mm-hmm. tour, and we get to go on the courthouse and the church, and it's, that's a really good one, that one. Mm-hmm. Grossman House is on the 21st of August. Yep. Um, we do have some Maitland Jail tours, but you have to go to the Maitland Jail website to book those ones, and they are booked out a couple of months in advance, so I'd get in quick on those. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also have Stroud on the 28th of August, so you can come and join Renata and I and our beautiful team of people and uh, do some real ghost hunting. Yeah, what's the next question? Okay, um, we had a, a message here saying, thanks, uh, I only said tonight that I should ask the guy around who's been renovating a house around the corner. He was looking for a tenant. So there we go. That was from Christy who was wanting to know, should she, uh, uh, will she be able to move house oh, by the end awesome. of the year? Fantastic. All right, I think I just nearly accidentally called her. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so our, our next question is, what will? what is my wedding day looking like? Uh, a whole lot of work. <laughs> so um, can I suggest whoever this is that is having their wedding day, um, please, please, please have plan A, but also have plan B, just in case. And this is about trying to please everyone. Will you stop trying to please everyone? The only person you should be pleasing right now is yourself and make it nice and easy. But you'll probably find that everyone wants to have their little piece of saying something and that's going to make it really, really hard for 
you um, because you kind of want to be in control of all of this and you can't when everyone else is interfering in it. So make it simple and tell everyone else to bugger off because it's your wedding day. Take your fingers out of the pancake mix. That's right. (laughs) All right, so the naughty card is saying, be your own fecking hero. No one else is going to do this for you. You are the only person that can do it. So don't rely on other people because they're likely to let you down. Uh, And don't be afraid of speaking your mind. Be your own boss and um, be strong. Yeah, there's a real powerful word that you can use. It's no. <laughs> so just say no. You actually have to practice saying it, you know, sometimes because yeah, no. um, it can be quite terrifying. Mm. Uh, near my poor son and, and daughter-to-be uh, were getting married on the 25th of September and they've just had to postpone their wedding because they've realised that uh, a lot of Sarah's uh, family are in... Um, Sydney. Sydney mm. or interstate. Yeah. So even if the uh, lockdown on Sydney lifts, the interstate one won't lift for a while. Yeah, yeah. So by the 25th of September, they'd have Buckley's and none. So mm. they've postponed it till um, January next year at this stage. Mm. Hey, so. but we made a little bit of an interesting thing today. We did? Yeah. What did we do? I can't remember. <laughs> We're planning a trip overseas. <gasps> yes. Oh, I'm really excited. We're pretending it's actually going to happen. <laughs> yes, it is, because it's September 2022. Yes. So we have total faith that we'll be flying because both Renata and I are fully vaccinated now. Um, I had my second shot on Thursday, the AstraZeneca. We both had AstraZeneca. We're still breathing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my arm is still a bit sore. It just feels like somebody's punched me, but uh, I had a sort of, sort of aches and pains for a couple of days. But apart from that, I'm fully vaccinated now. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. The doctor said she'd never come across anyone who was so excited to get their vaccination. (laughs) (laughs) She thought, I wish they were all like you. Um, Yes, so we have done two trips overseas uh, with Dave Schrader. For those who like to watch paranormal TV, that is the Holzer Files. He also has a great um, radio show called Darkness Radio. And Dave is an absolute character. I can call him a friend. I play Pokemon with him and his family. (laughs) So he ran a tour to Ireland, and uh, Roman and I went on that tour. And um, and now he's uh, then we did one in Romania with you, Mm -hmm. and now this one's to Scotland. Oh, I'm so excited! So so exciting. But do you know what? That brings us to the end of our show. Yes, we've got to play a song before we hit the news, and we've got to be on time, otherwise we get in trouble. But guess what? We'll be back next week. Hopefully. Hopefully they'll have us back after I've nearly wet myself on that, that story that I told. Oh, I have to top but it now. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. We hope you have a wonderful week ahead, and we're going to finish up with Donovan, Season of the Witch. See you on the dark side. Most mysteries can be solved by looking at the facts, but sometimes the facts don't give us the answer. So it's time to call in Anne and Renata. Spooky Sundays, when the truth lies beyond a logical answer. Dive deep into the world of the unknown with real ghost stories and the unexplainable. Sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. It's Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Sunday from 8pm, only on Newcastle Live.